What's up, everyone? My name is Joshua, and welcome to A Conversation with Joshua T. Berglund. You all are going to really enjoy this broadcast. Now, I just finished recording it, and Shay is awesome. Listen, I really enjoyed the flow of this conversation. It was different. Of course, I make some errors because my brain skips out from time to time when I'm thinking, and but Shay in Fairbanks is absolutely incredible. And those of you who have ever dealt with any types of trauma, you're a high-performance athlete or an athlete, you're a CEO, you run your own business, you're setting to, you're setting off to pursue your destiny and pursue your dreams. I really feel like this broadcast is gonna offer a lot of value for you. And on top of that, it's just an interesting conversation. So without further ado, please welcome, ladies and gentlemen, Shay Fairbanks. Thank you for watching. Shay, welcome. I'm so glad you're here today, my man. Welcome to a conversation with Joshua T. Berglund. My ask, my friend, what are you grateful for today and why? I love this question. I actually do it every morning to start my day. But the thing I'm most grateful for today is breath in my lungs, blood pumping through my body, and being alive. And I don't know if there's anything more grateful than that, to be more grateful for up than that. Normally, I would take that as a cop-out answer because a lot of people are like, I'm just grateful to be alive. But breath is such a huge part of who you are. We can't exist without breathing. But deeping to, breathing to you has a whole other level of meaning. Do you care to explain that with the audience, please? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm a performance coach. I mainly work with either athletes, CrossFit athletes, or business people. And one of the main things I work on with all of them is breathing. And that's the place I start with all of my clients. Now, a lot of people are thinking, oh, but what about all the other habits? And with CrossFit athletes, they're, all, they're always wondering, oh, I don't want to do this breath work stuff where I'm laid down on a mat. I want to be lifting these heavy weights and, and doing the gymnastic stuff, all the sexy CrossFit moves. Or the business people wanted, how do I maximize the business outcomes that I'm trying to influence? But my main thing is, let's start with the breath, let's connect to it. And there's a great quote, I can't remember who says it, but you can, the body can last 30 days on average without food, three to four days without water, but most people can't even go a minute without air. Man, I, I, this brings up a lot of questions for me because I, I, one, I do, I've started to recognize like just how much breath can be medicine in some ways. And I had a lot of trauma. I, our stories, when I was looking in, into your story a little bit and about who you are and what you're about, I, uh, I don't know your story, but the key points to it, I can relate to trauma, bad relationships, bad business decisions. I knew my purpose, but I was scared of it. Not so much. I didn't know it. I knew it just was terrified, but I could relate to so much of what you talk about. And I found myself when I was reading about you, I was holding my breath, which is something that I do from time to time with just my own self. When I get stressed out, I forget to breathe. I forget to breathe a lot. In fact, and and I can't figure out why that is. Like, 
why would somebody just stop breathing? And this was before I quit social media, I put it out on Facebook. And one of the things that I heard was that this is all trauma related. Do you still have some deeper healing to do? This is why you're not breathing. And that is such a mind F for me because that's, I know I need to breathe. How do you just forget to breathe? Like you breathe as soon as you come out of your mama. So how do you forget to breathe? Do you know anything about that? I, the style of breathing that I do is more on performance base and using it to either impact an athlete's endurance during their training and competition. Or if I'm working with a business client, how do I either get them to lock in and be ultra clear and relaxed during a boardroom or sales call or anything like that? So it's more kind of driven towards performance. I do know for myself and my experience with some of the trauma I've had in my childhood that one of the number one, I there's kind of two things. I, I like to think of it as there's high performance habits. And those are the habits that create high performance and allow people to be high performers. But then there's the tools side on the other side. So high performance tools. And those are the things that I think you can use to impact those habits. And so one of those ones is breathing for me. So one of the things that allowed me to get over is a bad word, but process and heal and learn to forgive and all that stuff when it came to the trauma that I'd experienced and moving towards my purpose was breathing. That was one of the number one tools I found. And when I did find it, yeah, I locked in with it to begin with and then it went away, but it, I always kept coming back to breathing and then it became, became like this focal point of all the performance tools I use for working with any of my clients. Interesting. Do you, I used to practice yoga six days a week and I was doing that in lifting and that really taught me how to breathe. And then I had two back surgeries and just never got back in the habit of doing it. And, but I know how powerful that was for me when I was doing it. And one of the things that I used to hear a lot was to breathe into the stretch. And if, I'm curious with in, 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 in working with high performers or people that are seeking to become high performers in whatever area it is that you're working with them, because it could be sports, business, or just freaking life and parenting for that matter, I would imagine. But is part of the, the breath work that goes into performance, is it is there something to do with breathing into the body part or breathing into the area that you're wanting to focus on? Or am I missing this completely? I'm for sure. And I used to practice yoga. I, I don't normally practice yoga. Now I find because I do a lot of CrossFit and stuff like that, yeah. it, the yoga tends to, the mobility tends to fall by the wayside sometimes. And that as a man, I'd say that is something that most of us men just forget to do or it's not even forget, just choose not to do mobility. But yeah. in terms of breathing into it, similar to where trauma gets held in the body, I find that's a great way to, to process that trauma. If you think about the trauma that you've had and the experiences, and then if you think about it in your body, where it lays in your body, 
if there's tension there. If you breathe into that, you can feel it relax. So it's something I do this. I was coaching this morning with a couple of clients doing some breath work. And one of the things we're working on, well, we kind of work on a lot of things, but I, it was, how do I simulate? So with a lot of the CrossFit athletes, I get them to lie down on a mat and we're simulating a stress situation. So simulating a stressful situation where they're in a static environment where they're laying down, they're not moving, but you can simulate the environment, the stressful environment and breathe into it to stay relaxed in a static environment. And so I think that's a really interesting piece is you can use the breath to relax different parts of the body. And especially when it comes to athletes, it makes a lot of sense in terms of chatting about it. But now a lot of business people are thinking when I'm in a boardroom, if they're a CEO or a president or someone like that, and they, it's their turn to talk and maybe they get all tense and stressed. And usually I find it's like the shoulders, the neck up in this area of their body, they just get tense. What a great breath that I'd actually love to use with all, most of my clients in terms of that is right before they go into the meeting to do take one or two minutes right before they head to the boardroom. And it, it's a breath that was made popular by a guy named Dr. Andrew Weil. It's W-E-I-L. But it is a, a, a breathing pattern. I like to do it for a minute, two minutes. And it's you breathe it in through the nose. It's a four-second inhale. You hold for seven seconds, and then you're exhaling slowly out of the mouth for eight seconds. And so you just repeat that around. And it just helps calm down that nervous system and downregulate everything, getting back into that parasympathetic state. So when a CEO is in a boardroom and they feel that tension, they can even just do two or three quick breaths before they speak to two quick cycles on a four second inhale, seven second hold, and then slowly exhale out of the mouth for eight seconds. I just did it. I did one where I breathed out and one I held it in or just breathed in my nose, <laughs> which is a habit from yoga. I didn't mean to do that. Even then I felt more grounded and strong. I have a condition. I call it condition. I've healed a lot from it. But back when I used to really struggle with disassociative identity disorder, which is just like a switch, it's multiple personalities basically. Yeah. And, uh, but I, when I didn't know what it was, like I, when I could feel myself leaving my body or I'd feel myself in a, a different state or an alter as I know it now, but then I didn't know what it was. I had a woman that taught me, I called, I, did, I don't know why I picked up the phone to call her of all people. I guess I just felt safe with her to talk to her about this, what I was feeling. And she took me through a breathing exercise that the only way I could describe it was that it put me back in my body and I became Joshua. again. And I, I can't explain it, but I know that it was a life saving thing for me. And I know that you said you didn't practice yoga and RB, you don't practice yoga anymore. But I think about a lot of people, like how yoga has benefited a lot of people because it teaches you to breathe. And in CrossFit, you have to know how to breathe because you'll have a stroke in about 10 seconds. Like it's like <laughs> there's any sport that you have to breathe in. CrossFit is one of them. Absolutely. But this for me was 
terrifying just because I, I was constantly leave my body and not know what was happening. But it was amazing to me how that simple, oh, no, I know what I was saying. Dead gummit, sorry, I brain farted. About the DID, the, <laughs> this happens sometimes. My brain will just skip out. But what I, it bothers me so much is that I'm a follower of Christ and I love the Lord. And yet one of the things that I see a lot with people that share my faith is they attack yoga. And it just baffles me because I get some of the symbolism and stuff like that. But the aspect of stretching and breathing, it's one of the most important things that we can do. The breath part, of course, and the stretching, of course, also. But breath work, there's like a supernatural power to it because it can change everything for you. It can change going, like for me, if you're having a panic attack, if you're super stressed out, if you have high anxiety, whatever, or if you're detaching from your body, it seems like this breath has this ability to change it. And even taking the time to take a couple of breaths where some people say, I need a glass of wine or I need to take a bong hit and I'm not hating on cannabis. But when you go to those things, a lot of the time you can just breathe, right? To get that desired effect that you're seeking through drugs. Is that true? I'd say so. So I definitely struggled with substances in the past myself. And yeah, me too. it's something I've struggled with and then I've overcome and I've, I'm out on the other side looking back at people and I actually think of those things. They're also tools, but I call them tools of escapism. So it, it's a tool you can use to escape doing the hard work, which is actually healing. Mm. And the healing process is the challenging part. And that's where you can use the other tools like breath work, like journaling, like all these stuff that you wouldn't normally look at the praying, meditating, whatever your spiritual or your faith is, whatever practice that associates with that, you can use that as that's a fantastic tool. Now I'm, I'm not a, I wouldn't call myself religious. However, I have been baptized. I do believe in God. I do believe in heaven, but I also believe in the energy of the universe. So I believe in a bunch of things, which some people might not like, and some people might love that. I don't know. I'm, I don't get no. with the church crowd and the yoga crowd. I and the church crowd doesn't like me very much, so it's fine. And I, I wish that I, I boy, this is like a this could turn into a five-hour conversation. I'm with you on this. I the Bible's saying a lot more than most people. And at the same time, we're not reading out of a complete Bible. So for anyone to bash someone else because they're not doing what the Bible says is not is missing the bigger game that's happening right now. I think the Bible's the great one right there and there's one right there. I love it, yeah. but it's not a complete work. So Christians that hate on other people for practicing yoga or doing anything else is not really getting what Jesus was telling us, but that's another. I, religion has ruined Jesus for everyone. Yeah, exactly. So I don't care about what other people think. Anyway, so I just, for me, my life, life change happened in the jail cell, my sixth time was facing five years, and I had a dramatic experience. And I'll leave it at that for now.
we don't need to talk about that. But that said, that's about the only thing that I relate to with most believers. And it's sad that it's come to this because there's all of these useful tools that are out there, but because some man decided that this is wrong or whatever, then it's been demonized and people don't use it. But it's okay to use pharmaceuticals that poison and kill you, but God's medicine, cannabis, mushrooms, things that grow from the ground, like those are demonized. Are you kidding me? It doesn't even make sense to me. So anyway, I think everyone's priorities are screwed up and we demonize things like breath work and we say this is woo-woo and sound therapy, but yet if you get into the actual science of these things and you read about it, there's probably more proven benefits to breath work and the things that you teach than there is most of the pharmaceuticals. Oh, and guess what? There's no side effects either. So what you're doing is super important work. So you don't need to apologize for not being religious or any of that other stuff that, that you don't need to do that. So good. It's the, uh, I think the apology comes from being Canadian. It's the <laughs> Canadian. You just want to just be polite, apologize for any time you say something that someone might take offense to. That's, that's really true. Like that Canadian nice thing. That's real. Is it like Minnesota nice? Do you know anything about that? I've never been to Minnesota, but I imagine that they might've just come down from Manitoba and <laughs> stayed there. I don't know what it is. I've, I, I, it's something I work on. It's like, how do I just not say sorry? Or for just being myself. It's it just it's like it happens. It's reflex. If I broke the habit finally. I used to apologize about everything because like I needed to or thought I needed to. And then it became this weird habit, almost like a crutch. But I had a friend that sent me this and it was a clock. And on the clock it said it's time to quit effing apologizing. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I give it now. I've broken my habit. Um, is it really cold there right now? I'm not in Canada right now. I'm oh, in, okay, uh, where you at? I'm in Costa Rica. Costa Rica? Yes. Yeah. I'm Which in, part uh, of Costa Rica? I'm in San Jose right now in the capital. That's where you fly into. Yeah, I backpacked Costa Rica uh, during my second marriage honeymoon. And dead gum, that place is amazing. How long are you there for? I spent my winter, I did all last winter down here and I'm doing this winter down here. It, where I'm from in Canada is Calgary. It's right now it's minus 28, minus 30 Celsius, like it's cold. And there's, if I have a chance to be in plus 30, I'll yeah. take plus 30 every day. Yeah, I, I, the first two winters I was here, I was inside virtually the whole time so I could just look at the snow. And also with the COVID stuff going around, I didn't really, no one, I, I just, no one went out anyway because things were shut down. So I just assumed that people didn't do anything in the winter here. This year, no, they actually go out and people are in shorts and they're going to festivals and, and it's six degrees outside. It, it just, it blows my mind. So I finally decided, you know what? I'm going to go outside. I'm going to brave this and do it. Not so bad. I miss California and the warm weather. I'll take this. As long as people are going outside doing something, if you're around other people, it's not so bad. But that, it is cold. 
in Calgary, I don't think I can handle that at all. Yeah. So enjoy your Costa Rica. Thank you. Back to what you do. So why don't you tell everybody really in your own words, who you serve, who you help, your ideal client, ideal person to work with, and then also just what you're up to and what's on your heart to share. The floor is yours. Okay. So it's that I've actually kind of, it's interesting timing. I've just refocused the business within the last couple months. And I was meditating on things yesterday and about three days ago, let's say I had a dream. And while I was asleep, I think I was asleep. It was as if I was like the whole business just was playing in this dream. And during the dream, I consciously remember thinking to myself, I should wake up and start recording this. Like I should start speaking what I'm seeing and yeah. record what's going on through like a dream. And so I meditated on it. And then I meditated again last night and I was like, yeah, hundred percent, this is what I need to do. And I, while meditating, I came back to turn my phone onto voice memo, hit record and went back into the meditative state. And then started just the vision was there and then the whole business was there and I just started rattling it off. So who I used to work with is men specifically working with kind of healing from a trauma aspect, moving towards stepping out of their victimhood, stepping out of the things that pulled them back from living the life they truly desire into kind of a high performance life, using those high performance tools and those high performance habits to impact it. So what that was what I was doing, and I was also working with CrossFit athletes. So I'm changing, refocusing, and, and moving in a new direction. And this is just what was coming to me in this vision. And it's like the whole, that is what my business is now fully 100% aligned with, was working with leaders and helping leaders become visionaries in their chosen industry, in their chosen profession, personal life, you name it. If someone wants to be the greatest mother, they want to be the greatest father, greatest business person, greatest athlete, whatever it is, just working with those people that are already high performers that are wondering, how can I really maximize my high performance and my human performance and really drive forward? So that's what I do what I'm working on is all of that stuff. And I love it. I'm, I'm super passionate about it. I think you can hear it in my voice. You know what? I have a lot of respect for people that are just that put their passion into anything they're doing. There's, I know that sounds funny because it's so open-ended, but you can always work with passion. When someone doesn't have it, it's really hard to be around and it's sad and it's heartbreaking to me. And of course, the demographic that my heart is led to serve are the people without passion or have lost it, that have forgotten what their dreams are like, that their addiction and abuses and prison and all that stuff has just take, has sucked it out of them. And I can see, and it, it's interesting how we're all called to serve different people. 
and our different demographics. And we serve, I believe that we serve, or we're called to serve the area in the areas that we healed our own selves from. And, uh, and at the same time, like I can imagine the challenging that is the challenges that come with trying to working with high performers and there's challenges in every, with anyone we work with, whether it's a customer or if we're a ministry and it's who we're serving or a nonprofit, we always have challenges. But what I want to ask you is what would be the biggest challenge working with high performers that wouldn't be so obvious to the audience and, and maybe talk about how, give it an example of how you work around that. Because just because somebody's a high performer doesn't mean they have their shit together in all areas of their life. You, I was a high performer, but I was also a chem sex addict and, and just, it was just an awful human being. But in one area of my life that I let the world see, I was a very high performer. It just, the rest of my life sucked. Can you speak on that, please? Yeah, absolutely. I first, first just define what high performance means to me. And it, it's something that I get asked all the time. People are like, what, did, what do you mean high performance? What, did, what is that? And I believe it is succeeding over the long term while also maintaining positive well-being and positive relationships. So that's how I like to look at it. The big thing I look at for these clients of mine is if they are the biggest thing that I, I challenge my clients with, and the thing I almost guarantee is I can give you back one hour a day. So over the course of a month, that's 30 hours. If that's so in a week, that's a full work day in a week. You're getting four full work days back in a month. That's pretty incredible. And to think like, that's a lot of time. Imagine what you could do with that amount of time. And so that's the thing that I almost guarantee to my clients is by working with me. And it's all about creating those deliberate habits. The ones that you almost have to force yourself to do that actually end up creating that sustained performance, whereas while also maintaining all those high performance tools. So using the tools to help create and impact and influence the habits that all ultimately drive that performance. So what's the biggest challenge that you face day to day? Like working, because it's, again, you're, I think you're like me in this respect where so much is you're driven by your vision and your passion for the vision, your passion for life, the passion for your calling. I get all that. And I, and it's what fuels me. Like my vision's big enough to keep me from going back to wrecking my life like I was before. And if it wasn't what it was, I would be either dead or wrecking my life even more. But that said, it doesn't mean that just because I'm living my dreams and I'm pursuing my dreams and I'm in that flow, it doesn't mean that life still doesn't come at me. And I think a lot of people that make the start to pursue their dreams or per pursue that calling on their heart, that pull that they feel inside their spirit to go whatever direction, to start something new, to launch a business, whatever it is for you. And uh, but there's always that moment. 
Like even when you're in flow and everything is just like amazing, all of a sudden you get sucker punched by something and it could be a circumstance, an event, whatever, but, or it could just be challenges for you as a high performer and as someone that teaches high performers, what's one of the things that you have to deal with that is, is a pretty big challenge for you? From, from a personal standpoint, I'd say it's less the, it's less falling back into addiction and old habits. It's always probably going to be there those substance things, but it's not something I focus every day. And it's not a challenge I focus on every day. I'd say the bigger part would be limit my limiting beliefs and helping someone else see those thoughts that they're thinking. And in summit, I always come back to the same quote. I've seen Tony Robbins once, and it was one of the greatest events in my entire life, but it's a quote from Tony Robbins and it's where focus goes, energy flows. And literally what you think about manifests and creates itself in every part of your life. So if you think as a high performer, oh, I'm just not good enough at that thing, at that one thing, now you're not going to be good at these other 10 things because you keep telling yourself you're not good at that thing. If you tell yourself, I'm great at that. I haven't mastered it yet, but I'm great at it everything else will start shift. And that's the biggest challenge I find, even for myself as a coach, is it's the little things like what I tell myself about my clients, what I tell myself about myself, just am I qualified enough? Am I, whenever that little imposter syndrome pops in your head, when you get to the next level, it's like, am I worthy of working with these people? And you just have to absolutely believe it. That's I 100% agree with that. A lot of people are obsessed with celebrity. Of course, I think that's died down over the last few years. But when I was living in LA and working in entertainment there, um, I got to meet a lot of people. I'm not going to name drop or anything like that. And it's not that big of a deal to me. But it's it was interesting because the camera gives a certain perception of how things are. And of course, behind the scenes, you get to see a whole other whole other look and or you get to see what's really going on in other words and what i'm getting at with that is that we have so much of us have put our energies into trying to be something else or wanting to be someone else and when we do that i believe that is where a lot of the inadequacies come from when we start comparing ourselves to other people i'm not saying that you do this but even putting my energy into looking at these people, what you were talking about with the Tony Robbins thing, actually hearing that is one of the reasons I got off social media because I noticed that was impacting the way that I was thinking. It was impacting even my beliefs. It was impacting what I believed about myself, my own worthiness issues, and the what I was felt led to do other than leave social media and what I what I was led to create and what we've launched since then. If I would have done that being on social media, which is would have been convenient because it would have made marketing much easier. But I also would have been buried in the failure and buried in comparing myself to all the other people that had been there. 
And so cutting off that energy source or that outlet for energy helped me get really more, well, present with myself, my mission, my purpose, and focused. And I cut out the distractions in that respect. Of course, with that, I've learned that there's other distractions too and <laughs> that, that want to creep in. So I want to ask you something, and this will be the last question, and then I want you to plug all that you're plugging, everything that you want to plug. But when you cut off those distractions, have you noticed that other things try to creep in with you or come in the blind side, come in through the third door to distract you or knock you off your focus? And if so, how do you deal with that? Absolutely. And that's something that as soon as the subconscious switches and you start believing and you're focused on that, you're meditating, praying, journaling, you're working on that, and you're really focused in on all the good things in life and creating that new reality. It's in the, that moment where life just will, it will test you. It will, maybe business will get a little more challenging. Maybe a client or two clients or three clients will leave and want to do something else. And it will be, it's almost like a little test from the universe. Are you really, are you sure you want to do this? Are you sure that's the level you want to go to? Are you sure you want to make this type of money? Are you sure you want to impact these people? And it's that little test from the universe or that little test from God. I'm saying, are, are you sure? And it's when that comes in, the thing I look to do, it's going to sound kind of simple, but it is something I look. I go and I go to the gym and I unplug and I put in some music, but I unplug my mind from what I'm focusing on. And I just get in and I move the body and work out and, and just really work on that. That is the number one thing I do for myself. And it's a skill I like to use for my clients. So if it's something else for them, if they don't like to work out or they like to do something, the other thing I like to do would be go for like a 30 minute walk. Just get outside, move the body, be in nature, but do it in a way where if it's possible, leave your phone at home and like fully unplug from the technology of the world. Just go for a walk, leave your wallet, leave your phone, leave your, take what you need, like your keys to get in. And that's about it. That's a good suggestion. Don't forget your keys. Please plug where everyone can find you. If you have an offer that you want to give to the audience, whatever, I mean, whatever it may be, plug anything you want. You can find me at on Instagram at Shea.Fairbanks. It's S-H-E-A dot F-A-I-R-B-A-N-K-S. As well, I'm on LinkedIn, Shea Fairbanks. It's on there as well. I post on both of those two social media applications, I'd say more than anything else. And uh, if you're interested in learning more about what I do and taking any of my courses or offering like that, it is at my website is newtrivewellness.io. So that's N-U-T-R-I-V-E wellness.io. And I am running a little kind of holiday into 2023 
holiday season, December, January season offer my normal four months of coaching, but I'm extending, throwing in two months free coaching. So it's six months of coaching. And if interested, send me a DM on Instagram or send me a message on LinkedIn. I'd be happy to jump in and share it. Awesome, man. Thank you. I really enjoyed it. Enjoyed speaking with you. Look forward to following your journey on LinkedIn. I'm not on Instagram, but I do. I'm on LinkedIn. And look forward to following your journey, man. Thank you so much for your time. God bless you and have an amazing holiday and enjoy Costa Rica. Thank you, Joshua. Appreciate the time, man. See you, brother.